Hello there, space people. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Today in Space. This week, we're going to keep it short, hopefully, and we're going to talk about the the balance because, you know, this week, I've had to really focus on myself this week a little bit more as much as I would have wanted to spend more time on, on a episode for this week. I, I did have to take some time to focus on myself. There's a balance in life, right? Sometimes you want to move faster than you really can, and then there's other times where you really need to push yourself. You need, need to go... Uh, farther and, and push yourself through it. This is one of the weeks I really just needed to uh, step back. My body's all kind of messed up from being sick. Um, still recovering. I'm definitely better, but um, you know, just just need to find my balance. And that's what we're going to talk about here. And that's kind of what I got away from this last week in space is that the, the balance between NASA and SpaceX and the balance of the space industry, the balance of the force even, uh, <laughs> is is in flux right now, but I saw some great things this week in in the balance for NASA and SpaceX to come together to work towards the goal of allowing America to launch American astronauts from American soil again. We haven't done that since 2011, since the space shuttle, and since we retired it. And so I believe, and we've talked about this in the podcast before, there's a previous episode you can go back to, NASA and SpaceX, the balance. It's that we need to find a way to get back to that. So before we talked about how it would be fantastic if NASA and SpaceX, that are these two individ- two organizations, two individuals, uh, that need to find a way to work together for us to have the best future, we're seeing a lot of that right now, that it's actually starting to happen. There's things that are coming to fruition. So Jim Bridenstine went to SpaceX headquarters in Hawthorne, California on Thursday and met, and there's a few things I want to touch on that he talked about that I think are just important for you to know so you can see where the mindset is of NASA and to see where we're seeing some compromise and we're seeing teamwork. We're seeing them work together, which is what we need for these next stages, especially for the commercial crew program, which will allow us to launch our own astronauts to the International Space Station with our own spacecraft and rockets. And then the next step of Artemis 2024, which is going to the moon, sending the first woman and next man to land on the surface of the moon. Let's talk about this real quick. So the first concept that Jim Bridenstine, the NASA administrator, was talking about at SpaceX and in another interview, which we'll have the links in the details for this week's episode, is that development is different from operations, and that fits directly in line with what we've talked about here on the podcast for balance. Talk about how NASA is more science-heavy, more theory-heavy. They work on developing technologies right now, right? Their, Their focus right now is on, hey, we don't have this technology that we need Let's try and develop with everything that we know. Let's develop uh, the the rocket. They're they're reusing the the RS engines from the the space shuttle. They're using those for the space launch system, and it has to go through everything that they have as a standard, right? The the they've seen what what's happened and what's safe for space travel. They have those procedures, and it's very theory. Let's let's develop it. It's not so much for can we get this done very quickly. It's not so much. Uh, the operation side, which is the other side of the thing, which is the practical thing, which is what SpaceX is very good at, right? SpaceX in 11 years has gone from the Falcon 1 to the first prototype of the Starship and has had plenty of success with the Falcon 9 and the Dragon capsule, right? And they're very close to accomplishing the goal of the commercial crew program here, 
coming up soon. So, so we've got these two companies that have these two things, and 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 if they work together, they can they can provide the other half of the coin that the other's missing. And here we have in this interview, at NASA Administrator Jim Bryanson is making the time and effort to point that out. I love seeing that. Next, the other thing. <laughs> It's not necessarily it's a, it's a compliment. I'll start by saying that it's a compliment from from the administrator at NASA to SpaceX, and I think it comes across a little weird. Although I'll I'll, I'll explain what he's trying to say is that SpaceX what they do extremely well is that they f- they rapidly fail, which is a good thing. And and <laughs> what he means is that it's that iterative design process, right? Like we have the same thing with three D printing. We talk about it here a lot on the podcast. We we three D print stuff. We, we, with AG3D, we 3D print stuff for the podcast. That's what this Starship is, which you can learn more about Starship, how we made this, how we 3D printed this, and about the update from SpaceX in our last episode, TIS-167. But it allows you to, you know, if you wanted to, if you had something that, that broke, right? If you have uh, the my one of the examples I've used before is an oven handle. You know, it's an old oven. It still works. It's still perfectly fine, but the plastic broke, and now you can't turn the handle on it, and the manufacturer doesn't make it anymore, right? So you can reverse engineer it. You can make it a few times. You can make one really cheap. You can 3D print it, then fit it, see if it doesn't work, and then tweak the design to make it like that's iterative design. That's how I know iterative design is through 3D printing and additive manufacturing and prototyping and doing that, right? Uh, A lot of reverse engineering. What SpaceX is doing with iterative design is they're doing it with space travel and with rockets. You know, the whole reason we have reusable rockets is because SpaceX took the time to fail a bunch of times at making this work so that now we have it as a standard. And moving forward, even NASA is looking at doing this for their lunar lander. So so that's a good thing what SpaceX does. And that's the good of, of iterative design. And it was really cool to hear Jim Bridenstine talk about this in that he is he is very much very much in favor of the fact that we have SpaceX in the mix that does space in a completely different way than the rest of the contractors that they have it's diversity it's making sure that you have a bunch of different options this is what Jim Bridenstein offers to the table as the administrator and what i really like seeing from him i'll I'll touch on it real quick but you know the Apollo program and getting to the moon and JFK's push all of that to get us to the point where we could actually land on the moon those years, the 10, 8 to 10 years of development that happened, that we needed to keep interest, that we needed politicians to keep the money coming through, well, all of that unglorious work in politics of the day-to-day grind of making sure that everyone plays nice with each other and that we are able to keep the public interest. Jim Bridenstine does a fantastic job, and, 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 and I think he's what we've needed, what we need for this era in space in the space industry. So um, I'm, I'm very happy to see him playing the political battle. Not a, not one that I, <laughs> I, I think is, is a fun one, but it's necessary. And I think he's doing a great job. The other thing he was talking about is it, it, for me, it was, it was, this is more of a personal one. I, I appreciated the acknowledgement that the administrator of NASA is saying out loud and on the record that SpaceX has shown that reusability is the right thing. I just touched on it, but that's really important because I'll tell you, as someone who went to school for aerospace engineering at the time in 2000, from 2008 to 2015, that was not eh, 2012, 2011, right? In that time when I'm learning from the people in the industry, reusability was not a thing and it was not something that was seen as it could be possible. And I 
is known to have debates uh, about this topic with, and I had it with a few professors. Um, it was just that it had never been done before, and so now the the acknowledgement from NASA's administrator that yes, it's important, and that they were the ones that did it. That's huge to me. I mean, that's that's definitely politics. That's you know playing both sides and making sure that we're all working together. But it just goes a long way for allowing everyone to work together because there's definitely a divide between old space and new space. And if we can find a way, and if we have someone like Jim Bridenstine who can who can bridge the gap between those two ideals and help us find the balance, this is good. This is very good. Um, the other thing that Jim Bryanstein was talking about, that's, that's a good way to explain the gateway because to be completely honest, uh, I've seen the gateway as a plan. I understand it, but have I seen too much talked about it? No, not really. Um, obviously there are, there are influencers and YouTubers and people who talk about this, they're talking about it, but we're not seeing it in the mainstream. So the gateway, and this is how Jim Bryanstein described it. It's, this enabler of all these other things that we need to do. And I'll bring this back to what the space shuttle was trying to do. The space shuttle was going to bring business, commercial business into space because it was going to be our reliable ride to bring things into orbit, right? It had had helped us create the International Space Station. At that time, what else could the space shuttle have allowed us to do? What other companies were developing technologies that they could put into orbit, which could then expand what's possible and... What they want to do with Gateway is to have an international space station and a playground, a scientific playground for us to develop space technology. So the Gateway, he used the example of it being like the iPhone. So the Gateway is like the iPhone in that it's the hardware, right? And the uh, the hardware of the iPhone allowed for the App Store and it allowed for all these different innovations that could happen in applications, right? There's an app for everything now, right? Well, what Gateway could potentially do is be the gateway for all... Sorry, the pun, that's terrible. But it's going to be the gateway for all of these new developments in technology to happen. So we're talking in the fields of astrophysics, heliophysics, so uh, study the sun. We're talking about deep space science, so the, the science of actually, like, what does it mean to be outside of the Van Allen belt, what does that mean uh, with space weather, all the space weather science is going to be able to happen with an with a space station around the moon that will not only allow us to send payloads to test in space so we can check out those things, it's going to allow us to go to the moon, down to the surface, have a reliable place to do that. Uh, another mission he talked about was, you know, us being able to see further back, we're talking astrophysics here, right, seeing earlier into the past, to the beginning, the Big Bang, right? Closer into that. If we're able to do that on the dark side of the moon and and put a mission there, we are cutting out the sunlight and allowing them to look deeper and absorb more light instead of getting the haze that comes from being around a sun. That's something we can't do right now. But if we had a gateway, it just gives us the ability to do that. And having a station where you can relay things makes life in space a lot easier because otherwise you've got to make these giant dishes uh, and antennas that either sit in space or you have to set up a whole structure. If you have the gateway around the moon, it allows you to do so much more. So they are gung-ho on this. And the great thing that I'm seeing is a lot of teamwork. So that's what I want to talk about. wanted to get you plugged in on that. We've got all the links if you want to learn even more. If you want to take the time to read it, I 
welcome you to do your homework. We've got your links down there. They are in the contents for this episode, the description. And that does it this week. I hope you have a good one. I, I know I'm going to be busy. I've got the... Uh, I finally found the right LEDs for my Halloween project with 3D printing some stuff. Uh, it's a product I wanted to do last year. I didn't get it done in time and found the right LEDs. I also found a little uh, on-off switch at a local store. So that's awesome. I'm going to do some soldering throughout the week, try and get that together. I hope in time for Halloween. Let's hope so, but I will definitely share it here. You can check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all our links are in todayinspace.net, our website. And as always, we've got AG3D, which helps bring ideas into reality. It's what allows us to make these props, do uh, even more with our science communication. It allows us to do fun stuff uh, just on our own, and it allows us to help people bring their own ideas into reality, right? Uh, we've got the 3D printers running right now. Uh, I, I was going to upgrade. I've got upgrade parts to my Prusa i3 Mark II in my basement. I've been waiting to do that for a while, but an order came in. Got to help the customer out first, and then we will get to the upgrade. But I went through I went through my list of all my parts. Now I know I've got everything because the thing about repairing, uh, upgrading a 3D printer is you need to print all the parts for that upgrade beforehand because once you start, you can't print with that 3D printer anymore. So... <laughs> Got all that in order, and yeah, we're going to see what we can do with that. So uh, I'm doing some doing some research on some other episodes. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into some stuff that you've been asking for. So thanks for, for letting me know what you want to listen to. We'll put those episodes together, and we'll be back soon with another episode. Have a good one. Be good to yourself. Take care of yourself, and we'll see you next time.